right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Distant Sirens. I am your host, Captain Jack. And today, uh, I don't really have uh, something, I guess, coming in here to talk about. Well, that's not true. I do have one main thing, but um, I don't know. My day today was... I don't know. Kind of shitty. I feel like one of my uh, co-workers that I like is going to get fired for some dumb bullshit that they can really... Uh, oh, excuse me. Help. Um, so it sucks. And uh, what else? Oh, everything with my... Uh, so I figured out everything with my importing license. I have everything figured out. Um... I don't remember what was I talking about last time. I don't know. Um, what what the fuck? Um, Jesus Christ! Sorry. Um, I'm not. No, last time I don't know if I was talking about. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Um, but. The bullshit with my FFL. I think I basically was just talking about that the entire time. Um, yeah, I have everything figured out. I just have to get my tax stamp. And as soon as I send in my tax stamp and I get that back, I'm good to start business. Um, been I have been dragging my feet, though, to do that. I don't have an, a printer that is functional. And that is really holding me back in terms of actually getting this fucking thing printed out. You know, and sent in. Um, because like the last few times I would, it would be like months and months in between me seeing, um, like an application, even if I like went on, you know, like the ATF, like uh website and like requested the forms, it still takes like six weeks to eight, like six, to eight weeks for the paperwork to actually be sent out to you. So as soon as I got it, I would like look over it, make sure it was the one that I had ordered, filled out correctly, and then very meticulously pack it away and ship it. But now it's like, I just realized that I hadn't done this and I needed to. And it's just like a total pain in my fucking dick. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, actually, I, now that I think about it, I didn't technically need to get my type one FFL because I don't, you don't, I don't believe you need a type one FFL to sell guns to other people with FFLs. Maybe you do, but I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it's kind of lame. Um, whatever. It's a waste of time and money, but it is what it is. And, uh, so yeah, I just have to get that signed in or, uh, my, hat my tax stamp sent in and then as soon as that's all good i'll get it start doing uh business with uh pakistanis i finally got in touch with someone at the pakistani embassy and it was only you can't you can only call that number for like three hours a day and it's like the most inconvenient fucking time it's from like 9 30 to 12 30 and then they have another thing that's open from like 9 to one or some bullshit or it's like 12 30 to three i don't know um, but yeah, super fucking annoying. And you just have to like call during, you know, like whatever job you have, like you have to find time to like just slip away. And so you can make this fucking phone call to an embassy in Washington, DC. <coughs> 
imagine just like you're like sitting next to your coworker or something talking and they see you're getting a call from the embassy of Pakistan and it pops up. It like, if they called you, they called me when I was on break today. Um, it just, it literally pops up embassy of Pakistan. Like, no, it's, you, it's not a fucking contact. Like, it's like the embassy, like when they call you, they let you know, it's like, Hey, no, this is who we are. Like pick up the fucking phone. So if like someone saw you getting re- receiving a call from the embassy of Pakistan, they'd be like, at the very least, they'd be like, what the fuck? You know, even if they don't ask you anything about it, they'd be like, what the fuck is so-and-so into? Um, but yeah, I finally got back a uh, word from them. I am. I figured out that the, uh, the people who I was talking to over like emailing back and forth with, they were actually, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't thinking they were telling me the wrong information. But I kind of figured that something was getting lost in translation because it doesn't make any sense that I have to contact uh, like the diplomatic like building for their country in my country in order to like certify arms deals. And all I have to do, I think, is just like send them like I have to for the uh, God damn it. What am I thinking? What am I trying to say? Like I need them to sign off on the deal before the before the company has authorization to like sign off on it themselves and actually like do business with me which i assume it's not like that for every industry but i assume this is like they're one of their checks and balances for arms sales maybe like diplomats and from pakistan and america don't really have a whole lot to do so they're like fuck this is like your job just make sure all the gun deals that are going down out of this country and into this one are you know straight which is like you know like fair whatever um but yeah that's really cool uh they uh i i think i talked about this last time i'm not sure i don't even fucking to be honest with you because I have a piece of paper here where I write down everything I'm going to talk about, like, in my podcast. I have accidentally did some math, which really fucks up with how I'm doing everything. And I don't know if which which one I did last time. Like, I think I'm not sure because I have something written about jockeys down and then having to wait to start AK-47 Direct. I'm not even sure if that's what I talked about in my last podcast. I think that was having to wait to start. And I never got around to talking about jockeys, um, which th- that is what I am going to talk about today. But I don't know. I need to like, okay, so this is this, this, okay, this is done. This is done for sure. I'm talking about jockeys right now. I'm just going to cross this off because this is just math. And then, okay, pod four. What's in okay, March 0328. Okay, cool. So guys, you literally just heard me put in some effort for this podcast. If I have any ideas, this is where I'm gonna write them down. And I wrote I wrote I wrote I wrote the fucking date. So I knew this is like okay, this is for next week. If I have any ideas throughout the week, I'll come in here, jot them down so I can talk about them. But, um, let me see uh, something real quick. But, yeah, I'm starting to, like, no, like, I know, like, before I was talking about, like, you know, I put in, like, no effort. That's, like, it's really bullshit because I do put in a lot of effort. Like, I think about this podcast a lot. I check the uh, the stats to see how the 
podcast is doing all the time um like every day and every time i see the viewer count jump up my heart like it's gonna sound a little gay but it does like skip a beat a little bit it's like oh shit like you know i'm actually i was you know like i'm actually like doing something and seeing you know like some results not a lot um but i am seeing some results what the fuck was i about to google oh yeah my companies haven't pulled out of russia God, the uh, oh no, wait, what companies have pulled out of Russia? Have not, god damn it. I'm just gonna keep doing these fake ass uh ad reads until like I get a I get a fucking <laughs> like a cease and desist from one of these like dove because dove uh, is officially it's unofficially for many years but now they are officially they've stepped out of the shadow and they have fully supported domestic abusers not the victims but the perpetrators not a side that i would necessarily pick but dove chocolate that is where they've gone our next fake ad read is for pepsi um pepsi uh guys i know in like especially in this country and a lot of other well every other fucking country it's been a lot of talk about terrorism and you know like what's been cool is you know like this is what's been cool it's it it it, it was cool to like you know if you found out someone was a terrorist or that like a company or an organization was supporting terrorists you like black them off of like the market and you're like we're not giving them any funding like banks were like we're not doing business with you because we don't want to be you know like entangled in like your terrorist organization bullshit you're laundering terrorist money through us like we don't want that like take it and get the fuck out um businesses even like places like like businesses obviously won't do business with terrorists they're forbidden you know by the law like you can even you can even like say i'm not going to sell this property property or this house to someone if they're a terrorist which is like like a really strange and civilian way to do it but it probably does stop like some terrorists from buying properties and probably does like alert the fucking fbi or cia that a like a confirmed terrorist is trying to buy property or something i don't know but this is actually some pretty groundbreaking stuff pepsi has done a 180 on their views of terrorism and are actually supporting it which is a really fascinating move i'm not sure how their shareholders will feel about that but yeah pepsi has officially switched from uh you know not supporting terrorists to uh they've switched camps and uh photos out of the middle east uh featuring isis and um other middle eastern terrorist organization groups they are soon going to be featuring pepsis in their hand uh so that's an exciting thing that pepsi has chosen to do again i don't think i would have done that um you know i just think morally it's probably wrong to support terrorist organizations but that's the way pepsi has chosen to go so props to pepsi uh for now supporting terrorists it's like that it's like the it's like the bit on always sunny when frank makes wolf cola and boko haram they all just like it unofficially becomes the soda of boko haram not by any doing of frank's but because he was he didn't necessarily read the 
He thought he was selling it to some like some uh, Boko Raton in Florida or something, but Boko Haram, a terrorist organization in Africa. Um, and, uh, yeah, very similar. Pepsi and uh, Wolf Cola, very similar. Uh, fascinating, but yeah, that's, again, that's the path Pepsi has chosen to uh, take. So yeah, Pepsi is for terrorists officially, and um, yeah, that's crazy. All right, end of fake ad reads. All right, now. Mainly, the thing I've wanted to talk about is something that I have been thinking about on and off for about two years. And that subject is jockeys. Now, when I say jockeys, it has several meanings, perhaps, like in this language. I, I, I am referring to only the little people that ride horses, okay? That's what I, when I refer to jockeys, that's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the little people who ride horses, so I've thought about this and you can't really find out a lot of information about jockeys. Like you can't find out a lot of like about like their training or how they even become jockeys. Like a lot of this information, it's like written either very, like poorly or no one gives a fuck about the jockeys in the first place to even think about like, maybe we should write about like these people and like what they do. But I've, I've Googled like, where do jockeys come from? Like, how do they become jockeys? Why are they so tiny? All of this shit. And you can't find any information out. Google just thinks you're retarded for Googling why are jockeys so tiny? And it'll be like one news article. It'll be like some scientific fucking thing. And it'll be like, well, jockeys um, historically have been gotten smaller and smaller uh, for their weight difference and their dra- like their wind drag on top of the horse. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, back in, like, England or early America, like, of course, like, like tall, like, stocky, like, white guys were riding on horses because it's, like, they're the ones that own the fucking horses. Who else is going to ride on their goddamn horse? It's like them. It was like owning a car back then. It's like, if no one else had a car, why would you let someone else drive your fucking car and you walk like some pilgrim? Like, fuck that noise. Like, you're riding a horse. But... Nowadays, like, all the jockeys, they honestly, like, I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but they just all look, like, the fucking same. And I'm, uh, again, I'm not saying it's, like, they probably, you know what, fuck it. They probably all are coming from the same goddamn place. And I have no problem with them being in this country. I actually think it's one of the greatest things about this country is this the great mystery around jockeys. Who are they? Where do they come from? What do they want? And why are they so goddamn tiny? And why do they all look the same? And there's a, just, again, a huge mystery around who they are, where they even fucking come from. Like, I don't know. I, I think about this. I've Have I been to a horse track? Yes. Have I bet on horses? Multiple times. I love gambling. You see jockeys out there. They're not like some mystic like creature, like fucking Bigfoot, where you're like sitting out in a wood, you know, in the woods for like 10 days with a friend Cletus with a camcorder trying to catch a fucking, you know, footage of the Bigfoot. So, I mean, like, you when the horse races are happening, you see these, like, like these Where's Waldo lookalike people riding on top of the horses, like, and you're like, okay, I, I see them, they're real, like, I, I know they're real, I'm not fucking crazy, they're just very tiny people. But, again, you try to, like, Google any of this shit and nothing fucking comes up about jockeys, like, nothing, not a goddamn thing comes up about jockeys. So, <clears throat> I was thinking... Maybe I should call racetracks and do some interrogation to see, 
like what's going on with the, this whole jockey nonsense. Um, yeah, but I don't. Th I think there's something perhaps nefarious going down with these jockeys because it's strange. And another thing that I find really interesting in the jockey community is that there's no application for you to become a professional jockey. You have to be chosen by like a, a, a like an underground, and I'm not even shitting you. Google this. How do you become a jockey? You have to be chosen by a, like a, an underground group of uh, jockeys, and they choose you to become a, like eligible to become picked by uh, like racehorse masters. Uh, and then they pick you and then it's like, then you just train all like fucking 12 hours a day with this horse. Like you're just riding it around the track, like nonstop. And you're just understanding how the horse feels. But that's after someone who owns the fucking horse picks you. And it's like, you're going to live with me in my, in this fucking stable. You're going to ride this horse. So already right there, we have like a fucking Freemasons underground society, fucking Illuminati vibe going on with these goddamn jockeys where there's no application there's no paper trail like you are just a little person allegedly a little person riding on horses all day and then you get spotted by these fucking jockey spotters are you fucking hearing me like how asinine is this like they are like i'm expected to believe this shit about jockeys that you're just a little brown person riding a horse and then you just do that for like eight hours a fucking day. Who the fuck even knows where horses goddamn live with a track that you can just ride them around like a personal fucking track. And then you get spotted out by fucking uh, other jockeys who belong to this underground jockey society where they handpick who the fuck is going to become a jockey and who they're going to work with. Like, does any of this like what the fuck is... Am I, I, I feel like a crazy reporter who's like, I've, I've got a scoop and like no news source is like allowing me to like publish my shit. And it's like, it's just like eating me up inside. It's like this fucking problem with the jockeys. Like, I don't understand it. <coughs> I don't give a shit that people are like, what's that term called? They're gatekeeping, uh, being a jockey. Like, that's what a lot of corp, like, that's what a lot of like jobs are. It's just like. You, you can't, uh, like, you have to know someone. You have to know a guy to get into something. And you just, like, have to figure out who's in and see if you can get in with them. Like, that's, that's like, half the goddamn businesses are that way. Like, the business I've entered, like, arms dealing, it's exactly how that is. Like, no one gives a fuck who you are unless you either have name, reputation, or hundreds and thousands of dollars to throw down on guns. Like, you have to just run into someone. Like, just imagine you're walking in a warehouse, you're blindfolded, and you can't hear more than, like, five five feet out in front of you. So you have your arms out, and you're walking slowly, and it's like, someone can, does, can someone supply me with this kind of ammo? And, like, no one else can hear you because everyone else is walking slowly, too. And then you just have to wait and see if you can, like, two idiot, two blind retards can find each other. And uh, like this fucking warehouse scenario where it's like, I'm looking to buy AK rifles. Can you supply AK rifles? And then the other person's like, yes, I can supply AK rifles, blah, blah, blah. You know, like whatever they're fucking talking about. It's the same shit with jockeys. And you would like 
for something that's like i don't know i won't say gambling and you know racing horses is innocent but for something that's as like not fucking like super shady as raising horses the uh, becoming becoming an integral part of that should be a little bit more like like easy to like see and understand where it's like okay like i get where you know like there's an application and there's like a long waiting period to become a jockey and everything and there's a lot of skill involved or whatever nope again fucking handpicked by this underground jockey society so who knows if they're really scouting all of the best talent again where the fuck do you even go to scout scout talent like how do you become an up-and-coming fucking jockey like again you're a little person you dress like where's waldo so you already know what your job is but that job is so fucking difficult to get into like do you just look for other people who look like you like tiny and looking like where's waldo so it's like you walk up to him and you're like hey man are you a junkie too and they're like yeah i'm a junkie and you're like i i'm still trying to break into the scene and the other jockey's like follow me and you both you click your heels and disappear in like some fucking racetrack i don't like i've because that's what it really feels like i haven't done so much research to to know if they're jockey like communities to be like Look, I'm a, a, like I'm an aspiring jockey, er, and I just want to like race horses like that are like forty times the size of me, and win races and like get whipped by you know like white people. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if that happens, but I just in my head that happens. You know, like when I think about it, like that's what happens. Like they're not only like the jockeys whip the horses, but then like the owners whip the jockeys. You know, to like keep everything in line. You know. But I don't know, like, I've been thinking about this for a while, and really, like, the more I think about it, the more complex, like, I think my brain's making it, there really is, like, some weird seedy element to, like, this whole jockey shit, and, um, yeah, just really fucking interested to see, hopefully someone, you know, here knows something about fucking jockeys and can reach out. I was going to, to call businesses, but I, I like, I don't even know. I, again, I need to like, just like Google some horse tracks. Probably I should do in like, <clears throat> I would have done it today, but I got home from work like so late. And, and basically on Mondays, as soon as I get home from work, I run in and like, sometimes I'll grab like a drink and then, but then I run in here and I and try to just get the podcast out as soon as I can. Um, but no, today I got home crazy late. So, I mean, I would have, I would have done, like looked it up in the time that I could have, uh, and even began recording a little bit earlier, but I had to stop for gas and I put air in my tires and I didn't leave work until be like after and it's traffic. It was just, and traffic was fucking shit today, like getting home. So if I had time, I would have looked up some fucking racetracks to, um, so like to call and ask them like what their like what breed their jockeys are and like and like be like are they fair trade jockeys like you buy them from like uh like like a like a what is it fucking called like eco conscious supplier or something like are they replanting two jockeys for every jockey they harvest you know um and just like kind of understand like tell tell me where you get your jockeys from like tell me where you get your jockeys from Oh, I should. Well, I'll have to call racetrack because I think that's probably where they live. Because again, you've never seen a jockey. Everyone goddamn listening to this podcast, including myself, who's doing this podcast, 
uh, nobody here has seen a fucking jockey in real life. You have, outside of a Roy Strike, you have never seen a fucking jockey. You have never seen a goddamn jockey. Because you know why? Again, back to this. They're not midgets. They're not little people. It's not like a fucking, like, uh, like you're born with this condition. No, it's like a tribe of people who are like 311, like 38, 311, 41, like these incredibly small, they look like children, but they're full grown men. Like they smoke and have mustaches and beards and shit and like mortgages. Like they're grown ass adults. They're, and they're, they all look the fucking same and they're all the same size. You tell me that's not goddamn weird. You tell me that's not goddamn weird. Like they're being fucking engineered like somewhere like the, the like this, like the jockey fucking factories pumping out these old brown people who are all tiny and shit. And their arms, like they're even like just proportionate. They're just fucking small as fuck. You've never met a person like that. Like you've never met a goddamn person like that. So that makes me logically like want to go. There's probably like societies and like communities that are exclusive to jockeys that like regular people cannot enter. Like maybe there are like legit where it's like you have to walk on this grass path and then this little what it looks like a drainage pipe can only be accessed by jockeys because of their small frame. So regular people would seem like I can't even get in there. Like my dog is probably too fucking small to get or too big to get in this fucking drainage pipe. But jockeys, they have no problem. They're all nimble and all thin and tiny and shit. They just wiggle their way into this fucking pipe and then they burst out and it's like rainbows everywhere. And this is like where they live in between races and shit. And like this is where they train and like or like maybe that's like a portal back to their home. Like I don't know. But it definitely probably is something like that because they're not, it's not like a birth defect being a little person. Like back in Game of Thrones time, they probably did have that. Like if you were a midget besides Tyrion Lannister, like they probably put you on like a fucking pony and like rode you around and threw eggs at you. Like that was probably your existence. But now, I mean, obviously you can't do that because like handicap rights and everything. And just like that's cruel and like, you know, but these like these jockeys are all i don't know like i'm just gonna keep driving this goddamn point home but they're just all the same size none of them are like little people it's just fucking weird and you would have imagined by now that like uh like these racehorse people would have started investing in like little people because here's what you have to take in count you have to take in count of the the weight of the jockey, which are like a hundred pounds. You can't be more than like one ten, one like one fifteen. Like I also read that. So tell me what the fuck adult and they're all men are 115 pounds. I get it if you're four four or like three eleven, like yeah, you can be one fifteen, squeak away, like no problem. But again, think about that. Like there's a height and a weight requirement, and like nobody you know will ever fucking reach that like above the age of fourteen. Like all those like you just 12 11 i don't know like 14 seems kind of old now i said it to be like taller than four feet but you know what i'm saying like like they, they look like full-grown children out there on horses i don't know but you have to taking you have to take into account like when you're when you're racing a jockey you have to take into account all of the weight of the equipment on the horse and then you have to take into account the weight of the jockey how tall he is uh, because that all affects like drag and like speed and everything. So you would have imagined like probably like you can find little people like midgets, like like bona fide midgets that are like 80 pounds, like really tiny people. And you can just special manufacture especially light equipment on a horse 
to accommodate a little person, like put like extra long spurs on their legs, because you know they got like real real stubby, like little like baby legs, you know, and like arms too, and like give them like really long whips or something. And then they just like hit the horse and like whip it or something, and then like they're they shake their little baby legs and like that like spurs the horse or something, um, and it and you could probably squeak away like get like negating like ten or twenty pounds off the horse, and when you're racing horses, that's a lot, you know, that gives you a huge advantage, especially like when the horses are just running straight, they're not being weighed down by as much weight, but no, we have not seen that. If anything, we've seen just a plateau in the jockey community in size and in weight, and it seems like. Whatever company right now is printing jockeys has a monopoly on them because they've all looked the same since, like, I don't even fucking know, like, the 70s. So, for the last 50 years, jockeys have been the same. So, that's all I'm going to talk about now. I think I'll probably go into this, unless I have a big update or, like, a regular update or goddamn anything else to talk about. I probably will do a jockeys part two next week, and I'll probably try to look up some like some phone numbers to like call so i can like get get this kind of sorted out on air for everyone because this is something i've been talking about for years and i'm glad i got this out and was able just to you know i don't know i know it doesn't make probably a whole lot of goddamn sense but i made some you cannot admit that i didn't make a a single goddamn point when i was talking about this because i did make some good points they're all the same size they're all the same weight there's height and weight required. I mean, there's just so much shit that goes into being a jockey that you're like, where do these people, like, where the fuck are these people coming from? Because I don't know anyone who looks like this, you know? So, yeah, that's, I guess, what I think about. Um, again, shout out to Pepsi for supporting terrorism. <clears throat> that's not cool, Pepsi. Like, fuck you. Stop supporting terrorists. All right, guys. Other than that, I think that's pretty much the podcast. There's no recovering it from here. This is just... I've crashed a plane in the mountain like fucking like 16 minutes ago. Like this a whole thing has been downhill from there. Captain Jack Millbag at gmail.com. If you got anything to say, say it there. Other than that, I'll catch you guys next week.